Okay. Let us go. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am well. Uh, you are well, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you doing? Welcome to We Have No Idea. This is our first episode of 2019. Uh, we hope you are well. We pray that you are well. Mm-hmm. You survived your exams, your revision, whatever, first semester. Thank God you're here and you're listening. Mm-hmm. How are you, Chiku? I'm really good. I'm just enjoying life. I'm now in employment. And so I'm hmm. taking trips. Yes. Booking tickets. Yes. Flights. Yes. And I realized I'm for it. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's going good. Placement is like all right, I guess. Like it pays my rent and it pays my bills. Yeah. So like God is good. Oh, yeah. are How are you doing, Sam's? I'm well. I thought I was snatched before Christmas and then Christmas happened and <laughs> it got snatched away again. Yeah, Christmas is happened. That's the best way of um, well, explaining it. But I am well. Um, finished my assignments for semester one. Amen. Waiting for the results. So I'll be praying on, on my behalf. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. How was your Christmas, your New Year celebrations? Um, Christmas was really good. Like, mum and dad were working for in the morning, but like we were all together like in the evening. Shout out to hardworking African parents out Amen. there. Amen. Mm, what is so it? Good. 2.5 times pay on Christmas Day. I know. Stack your checks. Yes. New Year's Eve. Mm. All of it. Bank holiday. It's time and a half. Mm-hmm. The bills are not going to pay themselves. No, they're not. Exactly. But um, yeah, so had like evening Christmas with those guys. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. I feel so as well now that I'm older. Christmas isn't like a super major, but it's more so like spending time with the parents. Mm-hmm. It's like the big thing at Christmas. And then like watching Father Ted and just like rubbish TV all the time. I love Father Ted. Yes, I do appreciate it. I used to watch quite a lot actually when yeah. I was doing my undergrad. But now there is Netflix, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel as though the old school Channel 4 TV shows have now died because of Netflix. But I've just started watching Desmond's. Have you watched that? No. It's like a that. black Caribbean, Afro-Caribbean family who owns um, a barber shop. It came out like, I think in the 80s, I think. Nice. Yeah, it's changing stereotypes. Oh God, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I watch it. I'm going to introduce my kids to it. It's like Desmond's. Your kids who have never been born <laughs> yes. yet. Yes, well, I do not have children, nor will they be coming anytime soon, so. You know, um, but like it's like Desmond's, my wife and kids, blackish. I want my kids to watch those kind of stuff. Oh, knowledge of self. Yes, literally. Yeah, like I would have introduced them to the Cosby Show, but nah, we're, yeah, we're not going. We're not going <laughs> we so, do not promote those sorts of people of any races. No, no, we are not. But um, yeah, yeah, that was Christmas for me. I really, that's so good. I like your idea of kind of ensuring your kids have self identity. Oh gosh, yeah. Which is very like strong. I feel like my, like my parents did that quite well. Not like knowingly they did it, but mm. I remember like my dad was super against me getting my hair relaxed, and he was like, "Look at the greats of like um, Lauren Hill, Erica Baidu, um, Simone, mm-hmm. um, Grace Jones." Mm-hmm. They very much pushed like those women onto me as like kind of role models. Or even watching BT's Black Girls Rock every single year, they'd make an effort to ensure that I kind of watched it. Yeah, just to make sure you have that sort of identity. Oh, which I'd like to pass on. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm. See, for me, how did I think my friends instilled the godly identity mm-hmm. more than well, my mom instilled the godly identity, and then my granddad yeah. went with the whole. He accidentally made me 
um, a feminist. <laughs> Accidentally, how does that happen? <laughs> so he was more like, oh, you need to get your education because mm-hmm. without education, you know, like you do not have knowledge. Without knowledge, you don't have power. So get your education so I can have power. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. While I was getting that knowledge, that's when I discovered people like Oprah with mm-hmm. free Maya Angelou, Shonda Rhimes. Oh, Maya Angelou. <sighs> I've just finished reading. Um, why does a cage bird sing? Oh, I have that. Oh, you just stopped reading it. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Read yeah. it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I feel like, I think, what, when was it? It was last year. One of my year's resolution was to read more books written by black female authors. Mm-hmm. So that consisted of like um, Oprah Winfrey, Maya Angelou, Shonda Rhimes, and then I'm adding on to that collection. It's something yeah. that I'm not stopping anytime soon. So um, I've got Becoming by Michelle Obama. I got that for Christmas. Oh, uh, you got it for me for my birthday. Oh, yes, yes. So have you, have you even started reading it? No, because I was finishing my own journey. Okay. I want to give them all like proper conviction terms to set in. No, that's fair. And then I got um, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. The oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got that for Christmas as well. And yeah, like those are my two additions mm. to the collection. So, yeah. Her story is beautiful, Tiffany Hanson, just the way she came from. Oh gosh, yeah, I watched her um, interview on Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club, yeah. Yeah, I know she's done like a load, so yeah. she's a few around. Yeah, and there's one that she does with Trevor Noah. Guys, check it out, just um, search on YouTube The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and mm. Tiffany Haddish. The story that she says there, it's really, really funny, you'll enjoy it, so uh-huh. yeah. Oh, on to Trevor Noah, I have like a topic I remember. Was it, um, I know it was a while back, but when France won the football, yes. um, not football, World Cup, he was just like, this is a win for Africa. Yeah. And apparently the French ambassador was so angry yeah. that he was like, no, this is a win for France. <laughs> but really, if we look at like the majority of the French players, oh, they come from French colonized, um, African, French colonized places in Africa. Yeah. So really, it's a win for Africa. Mm-hmm. I feel so equally you can call it France, but if you look at the amount of mm-hmm. like race and bigotry that happens in France, it's to such an extent that really is a win for Africa. Yeah, and showing that like in this realm, you need mm-hmm. people who are French-born but originally African to kind of win. So I yes. feel so. Hopefully, we'll do a lot for changing the narrative. Yeah, change the narrative. Yeah, I think one thing that Trevor even spoke about is like when when immigrant kids mm-hmm. do badly it's something that is highly more emphasized and they're saying oh this person is from you know like angola this, yeah. or type of thing they're no longer categorized as somebody who is Just french yeah however when an immigrant kid goes on to do well they're like oh he's french, french born from immigrant parents yeah he's french so we, we even see that within turn it's like with andy murray when he wins the wimbledon he's a british winner when he loses he's a scottish player like um mm. i think the media or whoever the higher we powers might like be in that narrative is really uh negative because i feel like you should if somebody identifies or somebody legally belongs to a certain nation you shouldn't take that away f- from them or mm. give it to them just because they've won something like yeah. that identity is not based um on their success mm. like yeah it, it's messed up how it's been 
yeah. made, but yeah. I know, even so many footballers now, I remember Pogba, like mm-hmm. he's taught, he said that like um, every time they write about his football ability, they always talk about how he's a beast and how is his pace. Mm-hmm. Um, his pace, and especially with lots of footballers, especially black ones, have been stepping out mm-hmm. of the way in which articles are written about them. Oh, always yeah. have a certain narrative that yeah. like, when you speak about a black player, you never talk about like their finesse and like yeah. the technique. Mm-hmm. It's always just like brute strength and yes. power. Yes. And the whole sort of, I guess in like, the reason why Africans were enslaved in the sense that I remember reading somewhere is just because of their sheer physical ability. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of bringing back to just like, this is what you can bring to us. Like the yeah. whole point of Get Out mm-hmm. was they wanted black bodies. They did not want the person, but they wanted the skills that came with that human being. Yeah. And it just seems as though the media is now like very much continuing that same narrative of we like the things you can bring but you're just going to be our dancing Mm. puppets for right now we don't want your brain or like the social influence that you can have over younger black students when it comes to academics and our athleticism we just want you to do this job and you stay in your place once you finish playing go back yeah it's like staying in your lane and Mm. you can well the narrative sometimes can be can only attain power and authority to a certain degree mm. and if, when you're trying to elevate up then it's become it becomes problematic mm. always like why are you doing that why like, are you trying to be better why are you trying to be better because mm. i've had um, conversations like my like i've i'm already qualified in my role and going back to university it's just an add-on something that i wanted to do yeah i didn't need to do that and i've had different conversations with different colleagues um throughout the past year or the past six months where it's like actually you don't necessarily need that um for you to go up in your field but actually i do need that qualification so i can if, you want to get, yeah. if i want to get into that field because yes you have connections i may not um i need to be mm. i think papa pope said this very very best in scandal where he said you need to be twice as good to get half of what they have so basically mm. my qualifications make me twice as good theoretically you cannot argue with a master's certificate you yeah. cannot um, argue against that because mm. it is um evidence whereas some people you may know your friends aren't a type of thing and yeah if nepotism works well for you, hey, it, it is. will only get you so far. Yeah. You can't keep hiring stupidity. Yeah. Whereas to me, that certificate that I get a master's degree will help me get somewhere else. And yeah. 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 No, that's totally true. Even um, I went to an independent cinema we watched and watched um, Hidden Figures. Yes. And it was. It was just so brilliant. Like I was literally, I was sitting and it was just a room. I was like the only black person there, but like I was honestly beaming at like, first of all, how they started with like a young girl and she was so smart. Mm -hmm. And basically the community put a whole collection together Mm -hmm. for her to move to like a different um, state for her to get like a better education. And you kind of see that these women who are so intelligent and literally helped to put a man on the move are kind of confined to this one room and one toilet really. And she ends up being like the brain that they need to finally click that switch to send the man to the moon yeah. and literally i'm not sure if this is what really happened but they said it was based off of true events but the guy who was going to be literally said have her look at the numbers before i even go in yeah. and she literally did it and then she went to the door to hand it in and they slammed the door in her face and you were literally just like this mission could not have happened with her but still you do not let her have a seat at the table Mm -hmm. and it just made me so proud that these women they literally created a seat for themselves that Mm -hmm. they created a space that only they could exist Mm -hmm. in that this project could not work without them Mm -hmm. even the start of ibm the computers they had there was literally a woman she went to 
um, one of the white yeah. libraries and yeah. stole a book. Yeah. And um, they said to her, it's the character played by Octavia Spencer. Yes. yes. Um, they were literally, she literally, the librarian came up to her and was like, oh, why didn't she get like a book from the keyword section? And she's like, it doesn't have the book that I need. Mm -hmm. So she ends up taking like the book, like stealing it, but yeah. really in the grand scheme and teaches herself how to program. And then equally goes back and teaches the group of women mm -hmm. that she's supervising how to do it. Mm -hmm. So when that IBM machine, mm -hmm isn't working she's literally able to program and then creates a system where you can't do this without me yes. and i found that so powerful that yes. like you might not like me but you need me in the space to yeah. work yeah and oh it was just so powerful that like just seeing like especially um when they won the was it the golden globe or the oscar i'm not too sure they literally bought the actual ladies who yeah, achieved um, that like um, i think I'm not quite sure of her name. Um, she's still alive and she's still because um, her character is played by Tara G. P. Hansen. Yeah. Um, and Janelle Monet plays the other engineer. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. If you ever it's get a amazing. chance to watch it, watch Hidden Figures. I took my little sister to oh, go and see it. And she enjoyed it. And she was like, I like the fact that it just focused on their brains. They weren't talking about race. And I just looked at her. I was like, You little. Anyway. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Like it, was, it was a focus on race, but it wasn't a sort of pity party, yeah. feel sorry for me. No. But as a race, it was kind of talk about these other realities we exist in, but still yeah. we thrive, still yeah. we rise. Yeah, so. um, and it's just, it, the whole the whole movie was like, I literally walked out just like, ah, I'm, I'm actually going to win in life. But After watching that movie, mm -hmm. how can you not be inspired and just like stirred up in your spirit? See, I feel like 2018 did that a lot for me in regards mm -hmm. to actually seeing I'm not saying like the previous years I haven't seen black women succeeding and all that kind of stuff but 2018 just stirred that spirit a little bit more mm -hmm. a little bit further like when you look at um Black Panther yes we are the hundredth people to talk about how important or how significant Black Panther was mm -hmm. like I went to the cinema and they were talking in Kosa which is a language that I partially understand it's yeah. um a South African language and I was saying I was just there, like I don't need this subtitles I get what you're saying I'm like mm -hmm. yes T'Challa and everything yeah and seeing um Okoye in like in her bold hair like the strong militant mm -hmm. woman just like a boss at what she does mm -hmm. and going to see um Nakia the character that is played by Lupita Nyong'o who is a spy understands that okay maybe what kind of what they're doing and how they operating in the world may not necessarily be okay may not necessarily be um in line because they're so they're segregating themselves from the world and mm -hmm. these people actually need the aid and the help from what kind of and mm -hmm. like her narrative her outlook was similar to eric killmonger's mm -hmm. and but then she approached more militant wasn't yeah. it yes and she actually managed to convince like she didn't like t'challa had to step up to her level mm -hmm. for her to actually turn around and be like okay i'll consider dating you mm. and i was like yeah queen i was like get it get it get it girl um but yeah like um as a black girl i am proud of 2018 it was and so good. yes and i look forward to I all the petty patties Ugh. all of them as well but no back to black panther i think the thing that i found the most amazing not just the movie but was the like expression of it like um yeah. people such like um what's her name um Insecure. Um, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Yeah. People were literally booking out cinemas for yeah. school kids to go watch it. Yeah. And to just know that, like, I guess that film kind of inspired a generation. And it was set, like, they'd 
take kids from like very deprived backgrounds to yeah. see this is what you could be. Yeah. And especially at a young age, we all strive to be superheroes. But if there's not somebody like you mm-hmm. established in that place, it's very easy to lose your identity, like we were speaking about before. Yeah. And just kind of creating that long lasting legacy that there will be a superhero for like little boys to look up to. There'll be Lou Peter yeah. for people to look to and like boss women in that regard. Yeah. Like when her husband got down and bent at their knees, <laughs> I was, oh. I was like, Jesus, yes. In the sort of, it wasn't even bending down at the knee that you are below me, but like, I respect you that much that I will bend at the knee for you. Yes. And there were just so many powerful things, and I guess, especially with Africa, Mm -hmm. and we always think of like the sort of male dominant stereotypes, but this showed that there's such an equal balance that they will, it might, I guess, take some time in the gym and stuff, but like, they will respect your opinion, and you might not always agree with it. Um, Like, I was talking to, yeah, about this and basically uh he's sad person. He's a sad person. He know he knows who he is. Um but like if we're talking about gender equality within African culture, yeah. I think sometimes I can speak from my own culture. Um I was born in Zimbabwe, if you did not know. Mm-hmm. And um I've been partially raised here. That's the best way of describing it. Yeah. And I was saying like yes men do take the dominant role quote unquote unquote Mm -hmm. um but like they do take women's um ideas and suggestions into consideration and it has significant power and value yeah and like the relationship i look at my grandparents relationship their marriage like granddad would not go and invest in a company without grandma knowing Mm -hmm. grandma knows everything that's going on and sometimes you can be like okay actually i think you should do it this way and he actually respects her opinion she's not this wife that it's just like you're supposed to be pretty and feed me and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. no her mind is valued yeah and that's some that's a family that my grandparents did part of raising me up and that's a marriage that i've seen work mm-hmm. out in the long term and it's something that is very very beautiful because they support each other like my grandma has worked for herself yeah and granddad has worked for himself like mm-hmm. she, she she wasn't a kept woman or whatever no, that she, made. Yeah. you know she made her coin and they raised me up and they instilled that like you work hard for what you want in life yeah. so when i go out here and be like oh i want to do this i want to do that i want to do that just understand that this came from a very this has been going on behind the scenes for a very long mm-hmm. time and now it's beautiful to see even moving into the western society moving into england to see actually okay, people are starting to see themselves because in Zimbabwe, I would see myself everywhere. Yeah. Like, the, the population is like 96% black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are my people. And I would see um, successful women, like women who are lawyers, who are doctors, who are mm-hmm. nurses. Um, and just because you're a woman, you are not limited to a certain degree. Yes, yeah. there is still that. I'm not saying like, oh, Zimbabwe, all Zimbabwean culture is like 100% equal, gen, gen, like there's 100% gender equality. Yeah. No, it still has its own fault. There's still this, um, not pressure, but like there's significance and there's certain value placed on a married woman yeah. in comparison to a single woman, which to be fair, I'm like, mm, I'd rather be single than be in some of these marriages that I'm seeing out here. But hey, um, that's a TED talk for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a people thing. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like um I have seen what that looks like mm-hmm. from a young age and then growing up and then now that I'm much more older. Yeah. And seeing my little brother being raised. Like my little brother was born and raised here. Yeah, my sister is raised practically. Yeah, she came she was a baby. 
yeah, and she's starting to see herself in the white um, landscape. It's beautiful. It is, and I guess even like daytime TV, yeah, and little things like that just kind of like break the narratives. And I guess like especially our parents have raised us with very kind of strict like what you put in is what you get out. So we've always done like a. In a sense, they see life as quite equal, just as though if you have education on your back, mm -hmm. um, as part of your background, it mm -hmm. will get you places. Okay. It might not get you all the way in the door, but at least mm -hmm. your foot will be inside. Mm -hmm. And then once they meet you, it will be like unquestionable that they have to hire you. Mm -hmm. And it's always a mixture between personality and education, but especially for people who don't have that sort of support mm -hmm. behind, it can be very difficult to even imagine yourself in that mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. So I feel so, yeah, it's been like an amazing year for like, just social action issues, mm -hmm. self-identifying mm -hmm. and just knowledge of self because especially in this culture it's very easy to kind of just see very diluted image of what your culture is yeah. in a sense and just not see the riches even in a sense of if you look at the majority of pop music now it's all got Afrobeats okay. originating yeah. somewhere in the background which I'm not sure if I, I, I like it because I feel like African music is now becoming part of the mainstream mm -hmm. it's not just this weird section yeah. on BBC Extra at four in the morning mm. for people but it's now becoming mainstream but I really don't want it diluted yeah. for people's game because mm -hmm. I know there's definitely many music artists that just need to get checks yeah and they'll do what they need to do yeah even if that means that little culture but I think bringing these artists to far from is only a good thing yeah like I remember I was very um resistant to let's to listening to Afrobeats or London rap when it initially came out because to me I was like I have grown grown up in Africa and I have seen proper African music yeah. I sort of like if we ever get time just listen to like uh -huh. um like South African house music that is just like just like bang after it's bang like after like anyway <laughs> it actually bangs like you just start popping to just, it yeah, no reason see I've grown up with that and then when I come here and there's somebody who's like oh shopping on the bit or whatever I'm like huh? mm. I'm like what kind of huh? what is this because at the end of the day I understand and I've paid so much respect and value and I've seen the work, the hard work that South African artists have put in place mm -hmm. to get where they are. And then when somebody tries and dilutes it and then takes the piece out of it, I'm just like, it's not, nah, it's not for me. But mm -hmm. then I started listening to, I think London rap, that's the best way of describing it. They're trying to navigate, um, trap. well, not trap, but like their voice, like London artists' voices, because sometimes rap music is either grime, drill, or um, drill is not drill is noise. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> but then, but then, how is drill any different to heavy metal? It's not. I feel like it's just a very aggressive expression. Yeah, because heavy That's metal. How I describe it. Yeah, like heavy and metal. And equally, like heavy metal is not my thing either. No, it's not my thing either. Like those two genres is probably one of the things that I'm not gonna listen. Double it. Yeah, double it. But um. Like, I used to listen to Grime when I was in sixth form because I was like, yeah. Were you an angry child? Oh, of course. Like, I used to listen to, like, to The Weeknd when he came out with, like, all the sad songs. And I'm like, oh, my God, he gets me. I can't say it. That's why people were their feelings back then. Oh, my God. I think it's just so emotional. Anyway. It's a lot. It's a lot. We have right now that's emotional. That is right. Bills, insurance. The amount of direct debits I've got going through my account is emotional. My friend, my cashless is lowering down this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 But um, 
You know, I've actually started listening to 21 Savage in the gym and I listen to Meek Mill now and I feel like I'm like, like gangster. Oh, free Meek Mill. Free Meek Mill. Well, he's free now. Well, he's free. Yeah. Well, like, he did it this time. Yeah. Well, he did. Well, they did petition for him to come out. But I've digressed from the point. London rap is actually finally finding its own voice yeah. where it doesn't try and imitate American yeah. culture yeah. because that's how the narrative has been. And now they're all jumping on it as well. Yes. Have you heard Drake? It's, oh. He's literally stolen R- like, London swag. Like Drake is just like I look a musical. He's, he's literally looking at Pablo Escobar now oh, with yeah. his like little slits mm-hmm. in his eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Before he was like, I want you back. And I was like, don't chat to me. You weren't even cute anyway. Who do you think you are? You're not even boss. No, but like, I was listening to Nonstop and watching because he came and did like surprise performance at Wireless last year. Oh, yeah, like the whole music video. And I was like, okay, Drake, I get it, I get it, I get it. But then moved on, like, I was, it was this was during revision, you know, like, the girl <laughs> has to keep keep herself entertained. And um, listening to Nice Four, and I'm like, okay, like, listening to Scorpion, the full album, he balances it from like, it's just like, you get it, doesn't mix with everything. But he, yeah, does he write it all? Because I feel so. I don't think he does because no one person can have that same energy. Like th- th- that's too many different personalities. That's what I'm saying. Unless like, I feel like he buys, he chooses good music. Let's yeah, say that. Yeah, he chooses good music. But then some of the songs are his because you can't write about, like you can't have somebody write write a song about your son, like how you feel about your son because there is. No, but wasn't he miffed at Pusha T? Oh, going yeah. to that big beef. Yeah. Was that when the song came out or her deal? No, 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 no. Like there was a whole beef thing that came out, right? With the story of Pusha T won for mm, reference. No, he didn't. No, Drake is just cute because Drake did um, an interview later with LeBron James, and um, I think LeBron has this um, TV show on HBO called The Shop, The Barber Shop. So they sit down as men and have the kind of conversation. Isn't that, that when Jay Z had his? Did he have his on that? I don't know. When Jay Z released Far Forty Four, he had like a proper conversation about why he cheated on Beyonce. No, that's no. not trash. I'm joking. I've got no, a good th- that's that, that. <laughs> shout out to the future reference. Shout, like, out to, shout out to the person. You know who you are. You know who you are. Um, she appreciates you. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. <laughs> Jay Z, far far too far. Four forty four. Um, he didn't do his interview there. He may have. I don't know. But anyway, Drake was saying that he he has some stuff on Pusha T and also on Kanye. Release it. Release but he it. Won't release it because at the end of the day, he'll be destroying your family. And I was like, okay, it looks like Drake just shut up to just keep your family together. Release it. Because no. release the mess. No. If it, no listen. Nah. It's not, that is so petty. Do you know what? I'd say that as well. If I didn't have anything on you, I'd be like. I know what you did. And equally, but listen, we know Kanye and Pusha T probably out clean in this game of life. So they know there's evidence, but I don't think Drake has it. Yes, but no, 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 no. But then there's this rumor that Drake used to date Kim Kardashian. And Kim Everyone Kanye. used to date Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Anyway, we've done I, I respect women, but like, facts are facts. It's none of my business. Um, Kim and Kanye can sue us. We have no money. <laughs> no, please sue me. I can... I can sell my story to the Sony. I'll have money. Sue, sue it. No, no, no. You can clear my no, overdraft now. No, no. I think that's fresh. No. I'm not even joking. If they see me, I can sell my story. Not even the Sun. OK Magazine, Financial Times, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Imagine how we, my Instagram will be popping. Mm-hmm. I can start selling fit tea. <laughs> 
And there's like whitening strips when people come out of Office of Islands, they start selling the whitening strips. I guess that's my launching pad into like all of Instagram e-commerce. Oh, speaking of Love Island. I can be a misguided model. No, no, actually, I, I like, there was a time when, I think when was it? It was just like after Love Island finished when I was sitting down like dipping it and I was like, you know what? I started buying gym. If I actually take this thing seriously, you know, I can be buff in time to apply for Love Island. You know, I could be like the second back Yeah, take the mic. You know, like I was really concerned. There's a reason why black people aren't on these shows. You know, like, but then I was looking at all of them when they came out. They're like, um, they're flourishing. Adam, what's Adam the Jolly guy? Um, he bought a house and all that kind of stuff at like at the age of like 22, 23. And I was like, I want to be doing that. Yeah, anyway. and those fit T checks. Yes, yes. come in. I'm like, yes, you know. But could you face me again? You know, I'm gonna have to rinse you for the rest of your life. That ogre man. I can. I can. That, no, that, I that, can. That, that I ogre can. man. I can. I My friend, you've been rinsing it, but we'll be at the Maldives. Come on. I couldn't. My my fa- my parents could not look at me the same. I'd be disowned. And do the worst thing. I couldn't. I couldn't go and act like nonsense on there. So I'd be kicked off because I'm boring. You yeah, have. That's the whole point. You, though, but you've you have been to. there. And then look at Kendall. She was only there for like four days, and she has a deal with um, Boohoo.com. Yeah, no. But have you seen? She's just. She was trapping and bopping now. Yeah, she's trapping and bopping. She was only there for four days, and within those four days, you actually managed to come out and secure the bag. No, but I'm outside. saying, are you ready to be trapping and bopping afterwards? Because you either have to be dramatic, and then you can no. dress modestly, no. or you have to be trapping and no. bopping. No, like there's Camilla, the girl from the year before. Anyway, I'm not, it's, pause. Camilla is an exceptional situation. First of all, she should have been there. I'm sure she went to school with, like Prince Harry. Do you know what she does? She's like UNICEF, yeah. landmines. She does fancy charity dinners. She's not part of this Instagram generation. Yes, I want to be part of the Camilla generation. No, Camilla's and generation are in Eton right now. They're eating caviar for breakfast. <laughs> We, we, we literally about half an hour ago we were speaking about as the super everybody was like oh my god katie middleton i can't believe she got married to william i can i can't have you seen how rich she was to start off with have you seen how rich she was i can that's not that's not by chance if she if she's out here eating greg's pasties i'll understand but a pasty has never touched her lips like she's let's like, be serious like she's a commoner like mate you're not thinking. she's not a commoner no she is not she does a weekly shop in marks and spencer's Oh no! Or at the worst of days. No, 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 honey. Marks and Spencer is cheap. Wet rooms. That's where the deal is. Like I once went in with um, Chanel Brown. This is your scheduled shout out. I love that you have <laughs> such a common name. No one can finesse your bank account. <laughs> um, but like she and I went in there to look for um lunch or something like that. Lunch. And, like yeah, like for like a, a whole lunch. meal. Like a whole meal. Like we just walked in and just looked at each other like, what to come off of this? Where shall we go? Marks's and we're like. Are we really that poor? But like at the same time, like Marks and what? Spencer is like the fancy place for yeah. But like it's affordable. No, I think Marks and Spencer is affordable, but it's always those do you know the pre-packed meals. Yeah, I feel like everybody who goes to Marks and Spencer doesn't cook. They just yeah. bulk buy those meals pre-packed. Yeah, of course. yeah. But I feel so the actual fruit and veg and meat is like reasonably priced. Oh, yes. it's about twenty p like more than Tesco, but yes. like for quality wise. Yeah, but then like look at Marks and Spencer. Um, People were likely to be customers at MS. They're probably like doctors, nurses, 40 and over. They don't have time to be doing that. They have time to be hosting dinners, not actually. In the so you're going to be hosting a dinner off of microwave meals? Oh, I, I look forward to it. Mm. Yeah. But um, I feel like we've digressed so much we have, this conversation. We, we, we have. We're on Pusha T. Yes. Well, we've been on. We were talking about inspirational women. Um, and I guess this podcast specifically is about like a recap 
Yeah, of this day as well. Yeah. Um, and you spoke about 2018. Yeah, 2018. 2018 was good. I lived my best life. I traveled. Oh, 2018, there was a lot. Yeah, like, like I traveled. Yeah. Um, Where did you go? I went to Milan. You I went, went to, to London. Milan, went I went to London. I took trips locally, you know, like. Trips I, to Aldi. To Aldi. I, I passed my driving test. <laughs> I got a car. In Jesus' name. Um, I woke up not remember, not remembering what happened on my 23rd birthday, but God is good. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. Um, I lived my best life. Living my best life. Mm-hmm. I managed to secure somebody's she, son. A significant order. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have to do the service for both single relationship, you can find me relationship. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> you know who you are. Did you hear that? <laughs> you know. This is the time where I can send you a text message and be like, I heard what you said or didn't say. Okay. Um, dear someone's son. Dear someone's son. <laughs> he knows who he is. I like you. Wow. It's calm. You're so Take moist. I'm definitely, you, I'm, keep, you. I'm keeping that saves in there. You. Uh, saves saves you. Do not air me. I, I'll edit this out. <laughs> okay. I'll edit Ladies it out. Ladies and gentlemen, Chico is so lost in the sauce. She's lost in the sauce. She's lost in the sauce. I'm editing that out. So. Shame on you. Shame on you. You're laughing so hard. At least I claimed my man. At least I claimed him. I claimed mine. It took you a while. Yeah, I took my time. Because, t- you know, the best thing is like... I should. Use your words. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, the best things in life you have to wait for. So, okay. you know. Sip mm-hmm. your tea. Mm-hmm. Let me sip okay. my tea. Um, my 2018, how did it start? I think it started with exams because I was still at uni. Mm-hmm. But I went on holiday. Mm-hmm. I went to Greece. Mm-hmm. And that was when it was lovely and hot. Um, I went swimming in the ocean. Well, I didn't go swimming in the ocean. Did you go swimming or did you go swimming? Because I go swimming. um, I went... Um, do you know those little life rafts, the little circular tubes? Mm-hmm. I literally got lowered in one of those. Mm-hmm. I was just bobbing about in the ocean, That's but weird. still the picture banged. So um, okay, like if you liked it on Insta, it was life fake anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I did not put that on Instagram. No way am I letting go of that ring just for simple photo. In an ocean, you literally go down, you don't come back oh, up. Oh, that is very. At true. least a swimming pool, like you touch the floor at that mm-hmm. point. If you touch the floor in an ocean, you're dead. Mm-hmm. That thing is deep. Okay, yeah, the ocean, you'd be correct. Like, I try to learn how to swim in Lake Como. So, Why? You know. Exactly. Okay, that's it's a, a myth. That's the most obnoxious thing that I've said all day. I learned how to swim in Lake Como. Oh, gosh. She's living my best life. She's oh, living her best life. Okay. <laughs> I'm living my best life. Anyway. Okay. Well, I got man. Yes, just like you had a babes. Yeah. I saw this coming 10 miles away. No, you didn't. I did. I, okay, in fairness, I really said they did, but yeah. I honestly didn't see it. Like, like I was I was there on the night and I was like, um, can I drop you off home? And he was like, nah, it's calm, we're just gonna walk her in. And I was like, no, it's, it's okay. And he was like, nah, it's okay. The girl texts me like an hour or two later. Oh my god, he asked me on a date, and I was like, Yeah, I saw that. Like not surprised. I understand. Even Chanel said like she saw it, and that was at conference, which is like a month before. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah. Like we're all so and excited. it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Still mm-hmm. together. Uh huh. Winning. Uh huh. Yeah, on cool dates as well, which I find like nice. Oh yeah, she's um she's my plug on date ideas. 
and yeah. Pinterest is my fuck. My other fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Enjoying it. So, what are you looking forward to in 2019? 2019. It doesn't have to be specific so that people can come at us and be like, hey, what happened to this, 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 that much? No, I like to move in silence. Even when I become rich, you're not gonna know. Do you know what? The Africans not coming asking for money, right? <laughs> Do you know that auntie's just like, wow, Chico, you've grown so much. So, um, we are taking an offering for Sister Francine. So, unfortunately, this and this has happened. And I know, I can see now that you're doing well. And I know it will not affect you too much. Don't even try me. <laughs> I, I see Sister Francis flexing oh, in the world. Like, and, yes. Imagine, do you know, like people send money home back to Africa to mm-hmm. build a house? And then their house is not there. It's not even land. It's just some dirt on the ground. You know what? That's so disrespectful. It, it's so rude. And they do not understand how hard people are working in the UK like, just to send that money I back know. Back. Like, if you're busy here doing night shift, doing like 12 hour shift or whatever, like, it's a lot. It's I'm a lot. not even joking. If you're going to build a house in Africa, go home on holiday and build it whilst you're there. Do yeah. not trust people with your money. One, you're going to get ripped off anyway because they know that you're from the UK. Mm-hmm. But sometimes family members. Mm-mm. Suspect, yeah. Anyway, we've digressed. Oh, okay. What are we going in 2019? Finances. Mm-hmm. I want to live the life I deserve. But you're going back to uni, my friend. How are we doing that? Uh, no, I've budgeted. My, I'm good at budgeting. Okay. For those of you who don't know, okay. I am um, into my finances. I'm an investor. Yes. Are you, are you going to share some tips with us? Absolutely. We are going to secure the bag. Yeah. together okay do you know why because when i'm rich you're rich as well in jesus name in jesus name i tap into that anointing him okay. we pray for dubai we pray for wealth we pray for lambo convertible four by four Oh my god! <laughs> no, but um, oh, what's that Um, I was watching Patricia Bright's vlog when it came to how she managed like to secure her wealth and even little things like kind of choosing the correct mortgage for the bracket you're in, saving for like the long term. Like me, I know that I would like to buy a house, mm-hmm. so I've made a life now knowing that obviously I'm not going to buy a house next year. Mm-hmm. But in three or four years, when I am um, kind of secure a bit more in life and I have like my job sorted out, when I'm I'd like to, I'm considering both facts in the sense of like, will I be in a relationship where it would be me and him buying a house or it would be my, by myself. I, like I want to be able to do, so I don't kind of need to be reliant on a dude to kind of bring me the half of the deposit. I can buy it myself. Um, to, to, someday, to other people's sons, this is the part where we go strong independent women, so you may want to turn off. It's not even strong independent woman, it's like strong independent human. Like having your finance together is so attractive. Oh god. Like yes. somebody who can literally be like, Yeah, my ISA not even my ISA has this much, but like you have a plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Like when I just don't want to be here like five years later with um um with my man and you just like um I don't want to be there like with your dude and be like, Oh, I want to buy a house. Okay, so where are we getting money from? Yeah, so when I have like a house I want to be able to buy one with my partner or with myself I don't want it to kind of be dependent on both of us bringing the money mm-hmm. so like in that sense I think finances are super important just making sure you're fi- financially aware mm-hmm. like oh this summer I'm doing a research project basically mm-hmm. on how the effects of all the kind of fintech technology companies that are kind of coming out have kind of have they actually improved spending habits for millennials mm-hmm. or is it just another kind of gimmick and gadget and we all are just like super 
just enthralled by the idea of being an app, but we're just still spending our money stupidly. Mm -hmm. So like an example of that would be Monzo. Yeah, I have that app and to be fair, I don't use it as I probably should, mm -hmm. as like my main bank account. I use it more like I forget anything when I remember to do so oh. um, and I set myself like a budget a budget within it but <laughs> does that budget work <laughs> but more when it gets like the finance section because I'd really love to explore that side mm. of like millennials or I guess young people in general because like it's always a saying that we're very bad with our finances mm. but I guess there's something about like this generation they're specifically saying we're like off of it yeah. so I'd love to just research into that and see where it comes from yeah. but yeah I think our point back to that was just like being more financially stable in 2019 yeah it's definitely wrong what about you we'll go back and forth um 2019 I just want to get through my masters amen amen I want to pass that do well that actually do more than pass mm -hmm. I want to do well in that and then see what God's have God has for me Mm. Also, I would like to be like in regards of character development. I, I set my goals according to character. Yes, I have like oh, I would like to get a car, mm -hmm. da, 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 type of thing. Um, but one thing that I'm gonna try and do is be more consistent with my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So in regards to serving in church, um, am I actually? I'm not saying like I'm gonna serve like every week because that's not possible. Like the with things, jobs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, with jobs and stuff. But like be more consistent and actually step up to the responsibilities that I have, mm -hmm. even if it's being a sister, being a friend, um, being actually actively there for the people in my life. Yeah, yeah. I'm blessed because most people that I have in my life, they're self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. Um, they, when they need me, they know where I am. Yeah. But like, it's they can I, hold their own. They can hold their own. I don't yeah. need to hold their hand every five minutes. But like, uh, so I'm gonna try and be consistency that's mm -hmm. what i'm working on and be more clear in how i communicate my desires yeah that i like that mm -hmm. i like like one thing i was really developing in 2018 i guess it's again like strong my relationship is communication um so i guess being in this relationship has taught me how to communicate more effectively mm -hmm. and kind of i guess kind of forgive in a sense of like when someone's wrong with you especially in a relationship you just have to forgive otherwise you just be mad at this person, like the but like the relationship just won't work if you're just angry at someone for something you did two weeks ago. You can't let it go. Mm -hmm. So it definitely teaches you how to kind of like let go of anger. That's how I describe it. Grace. Grace. Literally, mm -hmm. yes, literally grace. It's a lot. It's a I know. Lot. It's madness. Oh god. Um, I think. How do I like? I think I communicate my feelings better because of what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm very self-aware of that. Yeah. But then, because I tend to, when communicating something, I tend to go in circles, whereas some people prefer straight to the point. Yeah. So now, I think this is something that I learned from you, where I write down my points and then take it from there. That way I have more of a structured approach rather than taking the boy on a, <laughs> on like on a roller coaster. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I, just, I don't know whether that's effective or not, but you know, it's what I try. But for sure. Should we do one more each of um, things for 2019? Yeah. We'll keep them short. Mm -hmm. um, my last thing for 2019, I guess, is to invest in more people. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been kind of investing in like relationships mm -hmm. a bit more month 
And I'm not like mad that she didn't tell me earlier, but I would have liked that she felt as though she could have confided in me mm -hmm. earlier in a sense. And I think that's like a me thing mm -hmm. of like, I need to be more proactive in my relationships and my friendships with people. Because mm -hmm. I feel as though I surround myself with people who kind of like can hold themselves up in that regard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just don't feel as though I kind of check on them or do things like more proactively. So I think in my relationships, I want to develop them more, but just be more proactive friend. Yeah in that sense because I feel as though I do a lot I'm busy mm -hmm. but like do I take time to invest in people I don't think I do that a lot so I want to do that more See, this year I feel like that's something that I did well in 2018 mm -hmm. um I took the time out to invest in initially it was like I'm just gonna build a girl squad that I yeah. can rely on and within those friendships obviously like different levels and different layers and things yeah. and that's absolutely good and it's fine mm -hmm. um but plot twist was developing guy friendships yeah where now i have so many big bros little bros um that i look out for and they look out for me mm -hmm. absolutely love them to bits and sometimes i tell them off as if like, i'm their parent yeah um sometimes they call me out on my nonsense when i'm a bit you know yeah sense. balance yeah balance but um that's a beautiful thing that i've learned in 2018 and mm -hmm. that's something that i'm actually taking into 2019 continue building relationships and actually um being there for people being present for people yeah and, but then at the same time don't do it in a way where i'm exhausted and i'm being drained burnt out, out. Yeah. burnt out so um so enforcing boundaries and actually saying i may not be able to hang out with you this week but i'm free in two weeks time yeah is that better because i'm blessed to have people who understand that life gets busy mm -hmm. and that i may not be there for them all the time but sometimes just call me or text me or facetime yeah. me i do facetime very well <laughs> um, i'm gonna add but yeah that's something that i learned i think one of the things i'm i'm basically doing is just keeping the same energy from 2018 and just building upon it mm -hmm. because sometimes when it comes to new year's resolutions or whatever you might want to call them people tend to think that they become this whole different person they discard yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. yeah like what they've learned previous in the previous year mm -hmm. i took beautiful lessons in 2018 mm -hmm. i have painful lessons in 2017 um but like those things have made me the woman i am and yeah. i'm continuing building on that foundation mm -hmm. and i'll continue to do so don't so i'm gonna attain to live my best life however that looks like mm -hmm. even if it's just like turning up to drake in the library let it be um <laughs> <laughs> it may not be at the shard but you know yeah not that you could turn up to drake at the shard um but of like course, by force by force um but like those are the things that i can start doing now and actually pushing mm -hmm. myself to be better and stepping out it is a very christian thing to say but like stepping out in faith and being bold and just like shooting my shot yeah in regards to my career and just like going for it mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about it for sure yeah. so i guess to bring that all into a conclusion it's kind of like a reflection mm -hmm. of what 2018 was for us mm -hmm. with like a lot of deviating from the oh God, yes. topic mm -hmm. but also i guess what we're hoping for in 2019 and that will obviously like change as the year goes on but i guess it's good to always start mm -hmm. with a plan yeah and i don't think our plans are very too specific no. so they can be achieved in any sort of Wait. situation just we're giving that God room to work yeah. within us and with us because god's gonna do what he wants, he, to, do. he wants to do because mate like our plan my plans were completely different for 20 um thing for the next five years to how my life looks like right now yeah. but you know what god got god has his hand over me and he does. i trust in that and i am blessed in that because i know that um god is within me therefore i cannot fail amen
Mm -hmm. So let's do our final prayer mm -hmm. and we'll tell the people where to follow this. Okay, so do you have anything you'd like to lift to God? <sighs> let's lift up family and friends. Family and people um, who are finding out their emotions and struggling with their emotions and their mental well being. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd like to lift up the government shit down in America <sighs> because that whole thing is nonsense. It's open now. Oh no. Finally. Shall, we, shall, shall we pray over Brexit because that's more relevant to us? Like some of us want to be catching flights. <laughs> no, my my holiday is booked after Brexit. <laughs> I'm not paying any tariff to enter that country. We already have to pay tourism fee, which I am fine by tourism fees mm -hmm. if that's what your country Please, relies yeah. on. Like cash your cash your check. Uh -huh. It's really like money's money. People are still going on vacation that place. But if they slap like an extra hundred pounds, I'm going to be mad. I'm gonna be mad. Okay. So okay. we'll pray about that. So, Auntie Funky, would you like to lead the prayer? Should I do? Um, I will pray. This one's a prayer, and you can do what you want. <laughs> do you know? Yesterday, I actually ended up like crying because I was praying with a friend on the phone, and they just said something so shady that I was like, "If Jesus would come if right Jesus now." Jesus heard this prayer. Uh, well, he did. He did hear this prayer, but Jesus may have so many questions for me. But it is what know. it is. Um, but yeah, so Father, in the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. we thank you for this um, podcast, Amen. for having us actually present one and be able to actually conduct one and do have the intelligence to do this thing. Intelligence, uh, yes, the intelligence is very important. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for each and every individual in our lives, Lord, and for each and every listener here that we pray that they're impacted positively Amen. in their spiritual well-being, mm -hmm. in their mental well-being, that they know that they are of sound mind, and whatever that they're going through, that they know that they have the people who are can help them through it and um, that may the services that they go to actually be useful and relevant and actually accepting and be gracious towards them god mm. we know that you a father who accepts us in all our glory and in all of our mercies god and we thank you for that because we know you are a wonderful god a yeah. wonderful counselor and we thank you for the holy spirit that dwells within us because it has such an impact that it transforms and it transcends our lives god mm. we thank you because you are a mighty god a glorious god in jesus mighty name Hallelujah, God. And we pray for the foolery mm -hmm. that is the political situation just everywhere. Amen. We pray for Brexit and whatever nonsense is happening. We Amen. pray that the ego shall be removed Amen. from these people because people are just trying to get into power. Yes, and they all probably went to the same private school, so they should help each other. Yes, so God. I pray for the rest of us, God, yes, God, that are not driving around in our Rolls Royces, but will be one day. <laughs> yes, Lord. We pray that Waitrose feet food will fill our shopping carts one day amen and but mostly i pray for the holidays of vacation god amen. i know you have a life that you want me to live and i want to live it myself so amen. i pray that god. i shall remain cheap lord. forever okay in jesus name give them guidance do what only you can do because god knows what is going to happen next amen. jesus so you will take power you can take control and it shall remain cheap Jobs shall remain in the UK because I need a job after I graduate law. Amen. Same to This university has been too long. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen and we give it to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last but not least, Auntie Sends, where can they follow us on? Oh, you can follow us on Instagram at we have no idea. So that's W H i n underscore that's our tag names and then um our personal account is i am sense so i 
M Sens. S E N Z. That's it, pretty much. And at the life of Chiku. Yeah, and like us on SoundCloud. Is that what you do? Yes. Okay, like us, follow our page. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody you want to laugh. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because God is good and so is this podcast. Amen. Over and out, beautiful people. <laughs>